Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Okay. So I'm going to let you kick it off. Are you going to let me kick it off? I mean, you got the knowledge today. All right. So I haven't even thought about how I'm going to start this. Quotes. That's how we're going to start it. I'm about to say it's too late to not know how to start it. I'm going to start this off with the story. Can I start this with the story? Start with a story. I don't know if I start with the story. Just don't be a storyteller. It's not relevant. I'm going to start with the story. It's all good. So um, for this internship I'm doing. You doing an internship? I am doing an internship. Is it a paid internship? It is a paid internship. All right, cool. Yes. Um, for music. All right, for music. Um, but right, as a part of the internship, um, the, the company that I'm interning with wanted to put out something kind of showcasing the new interns um, for this season. That means there's more than one? Oh, yeah, there's, there's more than one. All right. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, uh, us interns, they want to showcase us. And so we had to some like a headshot and um, like uh, some background information on us and then a quote that we wanted to be put up there. And so uh, I, I got to get in my bag a little bit, pull out some quotes, because right. I know I stay with fire quotes. Mm, yes, so today starts with the quote. That's where the story came from. Oh, all, that's, right. all right, cool, got it. Yeah. All right. Bringing it back around. So I guess this conversation will be coming for, or my interest in having this conversation was sparked from a quote that you shared to me, I guess. You read it to me. Oh, did I? I think that's how it happened. Okay. I think you read it, right? And then I said, oh, that was, I said, that's a bar. Send that to me. Okay. Cause I'm like, you're going to have to read me the quote first. Cause I'm like, dog, I don't know what I said. I'm about to read the I quote. I said so, such brilliant stuff. I'm just setting it up, you know? Oh, okay, cool. Laying the land. He letting y'all know who his, 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 his um, hero is. All right. So, whatever. <laughs> the quote says, I'm not convinced we need to know more as much as we need to do more with what we know. Yeah, I remember that. All right. All right, so I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not convinced we need to know more as much as we need to do more with what we know. Yes, that was a quote. And so the title of this message today is Knowledge is Never Enough. Knowledge is Never Enough. Yes. I could think of a couple different twists on that. Uh So we're going to roll. Yes, Knowledge is Never Enough. I think I'll put down some fire real quick. Whatever. In intro. Once in a lifetime. Yes. All right. That's, that's what I want to talk about a little okay. bit. Okay. All right. So you want to define knowledge for me? I mean, I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean the textbook definition, but like, what do you mean I by knowledge? Too, All right. Yeah. Oh, you want me to do it? Why you, or, you, know. you want me to talk? All right. I'll talk yeah. more. Um, oh, you come in kind of hot over there. But we said we weren't going to do Merriam-Webster no more because Merriam-Webster let us down. Who was it that you used? Um, I, don't know. I like dictionary.com. But I'm going to go to dictionary.com. Now, I don't know how Mir- technical they are. Miriam Mir- Webster let me down last time. I don't want to fool with her. Mm-hmm. But knowledge, let's see, knowledge as I see it, knowledge comes in many different forms. But knowledge is, the way I see it is information uh, as well as understanding. So when I think about knowledge, I think knowledge is content. But it does well when met with context. So I feel like there's an element of both to knowledge. Okay. Because I feel like, yes, you can learn and get information, which would be content. But I think knowledge might be where it's met with context, you feel me? Yeah. You laughing at the definition? I'm laughing at the definition. What's the definition say? Um, It says acquaintance with facts, truth, or principles. Yeah. Acquaintance with facts, truth, or principles. I can get behind that. As far from study or investigation or general 
erudition. 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 You might look that word up. Knowledge okay. of many things is what it says. Knowledge of many things. You can look that up. Erudition. Erudition. Familiarity or cons- conversance as with a particular subject or branch of learning. I like that. I do too, man. I'm going to keep that word. What, which one? Erud- that wasn't the definition of erudition. Oh, was it? No, that was the second definition of knowledge. Oh, no. Familiarity or conversant, or com- conversant, 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 as with a particular subject or branch of learning. Mm-hmm. All right, and then I'm going to look up erudent. Er- er- erudition, man, that's a new word for me, man. I erudition, never heard of it before. But anyway, um, it sounds more like knowledge is application of what you know as it pertains to being related to fact. So related to the information. So knowledge is kind of the context. Yeah, erudition. That was erudition is knowledge acquired by study, research, etc., learning, scholarship. Oh, that's all right. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, I need to hold that one. But yeah. I know it now. Yeah, you know it now. Erudition. All right. So anyway, so but so basically, knowledge is is not just what you know, but it's what you know that's pertaining to facts. So if it's a lie, it ain't knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense? I mean... No? I, I won't get into all that. But yeah, right, cool, that cool. makes sense. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, so knowledge is learning and a pl- application of learning is what you're saying. Right. All right, cool. Got it. Got it. So now I got a standard definition, and we're going to talk about knowledge or learning and or the application that learning is never enough. Right. Okay. Well, not the, necessarily the lack application, of application. The lack of application. Oh, so not okay. just knowing about it. Right. And so it's funny because all, all these conversations that I had recently about, um, well, I'll talk about the conversation I had with a friend. Okay. Um, and we were, we were just talking about the, the part of life that we're in, this seg- segment of life that we're in. Us being college students, about to head back for our senior year. Mm-hmm. Senior year, headed back was the ultimate word. All right, we we officially got the announcement that we're going to be on campus. Yes. Next semester, for so for the fall semester, um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's out there. But uh, right, we were talking about just basically the state of where we are right now, mm-hmm. and the state of people at our age level and things such as that, and um striving for success where we are in our lives. Okay. Um, and basically what we, where we got to in that conversation was a lot of the preparation and things that it takes from, uh, or the, the things that you have to put in to reach quote unquote success or the level of success that you're striving for or searching for um, that's not something that's just easily found taking what is given to you, basically. True. Got and it. we meant that by way of schooling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not even talking about education, but just schooling as the concept. Right. Yeah. Um, getting up and going to school every day. Erudition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's solidified now. Um, but we were we were just talking about say K through twelve, kindergarten through mm-hmm. senior of high school. Just getting up and going to school and learning the facts that you're given every day isn't doesn't necessarily put you anywhere closer. I won't say it doesn't put you anywhere closer, but it, it doesn't necessarily always give you what you need to kind of strive for what you're looking for as far as success wise. Like for me, I'll, I'll speak on me specifically. I, I'm big on music. I work in music, and that's not something that's really taught in kindergarten 
through high school. Uh-huh. That's so a lot of the things that I learned about my craft, I learned outside of that, mm-hmm. which kind of set me up to be in a better position for doing that now. Right. Uh, right. And so a lot of it's all about you have to do your due diligence. You have to do your work outside of just what's kind of given to you. Okay. And put your extra time in. So and go ahead. So I'm 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 digging where you're going. That, actually, that was the that was the play on on this whole knowledge is never enough. That kind of um, I, I I had in my mind. It's like if you accept knowledge as being this whole formalized body of work that you do with, by going K twelve or going into post secondary education. Uh, I, I looked at that whole thing as knowledge, or at least the the, the ability to 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 obtain knowledge, right? Right. And so the visual, because I'm a very visual person, as you was just talking about K twelve and not getting what you want or getting what you need out of it. It was like a pecan, because I like pecans, right? I'm from, I'm from Georgia, pecans, pecans, however you say it. I'm from Georgia, but pecans, right? Pecans, if you're from Louisiana. Um, but um, the thing that I, I learned, I mean, that, the, the visual that I just got when you were talking about it, it's almost like K through 12, somebody gives you a pecan, right? Uh-huh. That's what they do, they give you a pecan. They say, if you, get, if you got a pecan, pecan, um, and if you can hold this pecan from first day to last day of school, then you're successful. And then you get to the second grade. And they say, if you can hold this pecan from first day to last day, you're successful. And then third grade, you can hold this pecan, same thing, all the way to K through 12. And so when you graduate from high school, you got a satchel of pecans, uh-huh. right? And because you have a satchel of pecans, now everybody considers, well, I can't say everybody, but the, the generalization is that you're successful right. because you are able to obtain 12 pecans, pecans, pecans. Yes. Right, you were able to obtain those. The problem with that is now you have a bunch of pecans. Now you got a bunch of pecans, and mm. everybody else got pecans too. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Everybody who was able to go through that process got pecans too. So what? So what? Now you starving with pecans in a bag <laughs> because, in actuality, in you don't order know what to for, do with them, now. you don't know what to do with them. You got to actually crack the pecan open in order to get the nourishment from the pecan. You see what I'm saying? But nobody, but 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 the assumption is not that you have to open a pecan to eat it. The assumption is not that you have to use what you've gotten to nourish it. It's getting it, right? Right. And so what what this thing is saying, knowledge is never enough. Is is, is that's like that whole visual for me? It's like getting the knowledge is never enough. Like going to school and getting the knowledge is not enough. Um, and I think that um, and then even so, even 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 beyond that, looking at application of the knowledge that you get. I'm, I'm, and you know, I'm, I've been through this game a, a long time, but I'm from, from, from where I sit and from where I've sat, it's all about okay. So now I got this knowledge, and now somebody's gonna tell me how to use this knowledge, right? Right. And so, um, that that just puts somebody else in control of your success. Put somebody right. else in control of 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 how how high, how fast, how you know how far you can go in life, as opposed right. to recognizing what you have. And then applying it to yourself. That's Go hilarious. Go ahead. Very telling. Um, because I even got into in that conversation with my friend a little bit of how that's not. And we even talked about this over the past few weeks. We talked about it on the podcast, I think, last week even, maybe. Um, just talking about how that's not necessarily what school was teaches made for. for. That was three weeks ago. Yes. Right. School teaches you to... Um, it prepares you for the workforce, prepares you to be able to fill positions um, to, to get a job, I guess. Right, right. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily teach you how to uh, have any control of your path. 
right or to choose what path you want to go down it just prepares you to be available for any um i guess of these entrance level things right and so you have your pecans mm-hmm. pecans pecans <laughs> uh, um and you now you have those and so now you're ready and available for somebody that n- knows what to do with them to tell you what to do with them right i can go in the shop all right do this with the pecans do this push them there whatever um and that mentality and that learning what it takes to be a person that knows what to do with them isn't something that just getting the information that you've gotten through going through school Mm -hmm. or or just certain things isn't going to set you up to have that information that's information that you have to figure out how to develop that's information that you have to search for teachers to um people that know that to teach you um, it's just all a bunch of ways. It's all about. I'm gonna say I'm 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 gonna change the dynamic of what you just said. I mean, it, I, I accept everything you said until the last thing. Okay. You, I don't think you're gonna find a teacher to teach you how to do it. I think you can find somebody to give you perspective. No, no. I think you can find somebody to teach you how to do it, but it uh, won't be a teacher. Well, I'm a teacher as far as like Padawan master. Like your mentor type teacher is I'm what like, I meant. Dang, like, one master. I'm not bad. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot you. You're not Star Wars. No sir. Wars. No sir. Not at all. So yeah. So so yeah. I think you can find a mentor to help you do it. Right. right. Correct. Correct. And so that that's where I'm going. That's where I was going with that. Um, something else that was just thought about. Um, when you were talking about it, and and I don't want to seem want to seem like I'm down. I'm down on schooling or anything like that. Right. Because this so isn't not, even. The, yeah. Um, it's not anti-school. The crux of the right. the message. Honestly. But it's interestingly enough. Um. There's this saying, and when I first heard, it, I was like, "Man, that make all the sense in the world to me." It says, "C students hire B students to manage A students." Yeah. C students hire B students to manage A students. Bar. And when I heard that the first time, I was like, "Man, ooh, that sounds so much like me." Um. But it's because. Uh, the application, the, the the stretched application of what you obtain in school is the thing that can bring you the greatest satisfaction and the greatest uh, return on investment, the stretched application. But if you're a perfect student, they don't teach you to stretch the application. They teach you to use the application perfectly the way it was designed. Right. And I think that that's a, that's a, a different mentality. And, you know, I, I used to feel I, I used to feel bad for people or, or kids because I, like, I, I, I work with students all the time. So I used to feel bad for, for students or um, look at look kind of side eyed parents who like teach their kids perfect application based upon the educational system. But then I realized everybody does not have the ability to step outside of um, parameters and be successful. Right. There are some people that need to walk the line in order to be successful. And so I, I, I hold respect and I hold them in regard. Um, but I just think you can do so much more if you learn the proper con- the proper usage of this knowledge based upon who you are and what you want to do out of life. Right. Because I was going to say, even if, um, like, just having the context, just having the perspective, you don't have to do everything, but having knowledge of what that is. Like, you don't have to... You could love your job and what you do with your pecan, but I think it's important to understand the mentality of somebody that um that kind of tells you what to do with those because what's this example? Um, there's a ton of examples of this actually, but there's people that don't don't want to do work in management, mm-hmm. 
a management as far as like I have a job and there's people that oversee us because people love the interpersonal pr- connection of the level that they're on and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not about if you're not a manager or if you are not in the, the office building or whatever that you're not reaching your top level of success because success is truly relative. Right. But I think it's right. important that's, that's... to to have perspective and to search for perspective. And so even if you have somebody that's in that manager role, you have the understanding to be there, but you're still doing what you want to do with the knowledge that you have. Well, I mean, and, and see, that's what the, the, the area gets great for me. I remember um, years ago, I wrote this, um, this blog. It was called Entrepreneurial Thinking. And I remember when I set out to begin writing this blog, my thought was everybody it has entrepreneurial potential. That was my thought. So everybody has entrepreneurial potential. Even through writing, that's in that sitting, I, I, my mindset shifted to, no, I guess everybody can't be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But as an end result, everybody can have entrepreneurial thinking. And so like you're saying, even if you don't ascribe to being a manager or, or, or a C-suite person, um, it does not preclude you from being able to stretch your imagination and stretch the usage of the knowledge that you've received. Right. And I think you get your greatest benefits from life when you do so. And, and, and that can even look like you're going to work for somebody every day, nine to five, 40 hours a week, doing exactly what they tell you to do with your pukans. But then when you get home, you figure out something that you can do as a hobby with your pukans that might bring you fulfillment. Because at the end of the day, I don't care how much you love your job or love your place of employment, there are going to be days where it sucks. Right. Like there are going to be days where, days where you hate it. And so um, to, be, to, to be able to have a motivating factor outside of something that's established by somebody else, that allows you to use your gift school skills, tools to your advantage, right. your knowledge to your advantage, I think is beneficial for all. Mm-hmm. You just waiting for me to fill in there? I was, I was waiting. Yeah, I didn't have a response to that right. necessarily. Uh, I could speak some. I, I had a thought when you brought up the whole, uh, what, C students hire B students to manage A students? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I thought about a conversation that I had uh, in my own life uh, in school where I had a semester, I, like I didn't get grade that I liked. That was so I ended up lowering my GPA and all of that. And I was talking to. I had so many jokes about that. Yeah, we'll whatever, go ahead. Man. Whatever, man. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to phrase who's, who this person is. Almost a mentor, okay. like a, um, a mentor in education. Okay. Um, and I was kind of down on myself and hard on myself about that grade. And their whole thing was, don't worry so much about that grade. That grade doesn't say that you're not intelligent or that you don't know anything. True that. True that. Really what that grade told me about you is that you have other things going on in your life. And that can lead to other ap- applicable skills and things mm-hmm. like that. And even, um, what did I read? I read something, a book, talking about the application process for like these Ivy League schools and what they're looking for and things like that. And a lot of what they look for is passes the GPA because at, at a certain point, you have like a Harvard, everybody, everybody has the yeah, GPA. Everybody got high GPAs, that's right. So they're looking for the character. They're looking for the things that set you apart. Mm-hmm. The things like your um, extracurricular activities or um, the things that you're motivated by or your, your story and what you've overcome. They want the well-rounded students. You. Right. So it's not always about just being, oh, A student, how are you well-rounded? What are you achieving um, on your own path as well as the educational path and things like that? I'm a, and, and it's funny because, and I, I don't know if we own or off topic, we still 
covering this knowledge is never enough thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've learned or what I picked up this ed, ed, edu, ed, what was it erudition uh-huh. is not enough. Um, but it, it it reminds me of something that I tell uh, people all the time. There are three types of people in the workforce, right? Three types of people in the workforce: those who save a company money, those who make a company money, and those who implement what people tell them to do. And the fastest person to be let go is the person who implements what other people tell them to do. You can always find more people you can, to implement. You, you can always find more implementers, but you you are not going to always find people who stretch the boundaries to look at the policies that are already in place and improve upon them. Right. Or you're not going to find somebody that looks at the holes on a business model and create something to fill the hole. And those people who are who can fill the holes and those people who are, can, can can improve upon the stuff that's already in place are those people that become most valuable as employees or valuable assets because at the end of the day, a business is in business to improve their bottom line. Right. And those people that help them improve the, their bottom line are those people who help them to run leaner, those people who help them run, run more efficient. And so even in getting your knowledge, I mean, it's one thing to say, I'm, I'm, you know, I graduated from college with a 4.0 or 4.03 or 4.15 or however these people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it because somebody told me what I needed to know. I memorized what they told me I needed to know, and I regurgitated it on a test. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? And all that, all that really shows is that you can follow directions, uh-huh. right? And you can follow directions. But it's important to have people that work for you to follow directions. They're just not going to get paid top dollar. The people that get paid top dollar is going to be people that bring in top dollar. Uh, and one last thing before you leave that, and uh-huh. I, we ain't even talking about this, but maybe it's supposed <laughs> to be said. Uh, because the thing is, like, people pay you based upon what they can charge for your service. Uh-huh. So say, for instance, um, if, if I can charge somebody $15 for your service, I might pay you $10. If I could charge somebody $50 for your service, then I might, charge, I might pay you $40. Because you, you carry value with you. Right. And the value that you bring to the table at any given time is the thing that allows you to get paid more money. And most people are taught, well, I can't say most people are taught, just people I, I, I've been in, in, in conversation with have been taught the more education and the better the education or knowledge in this case the higher your salary. Right. And that's a fallacy. That's not knowledge at all. That's just what somebody teach. Yes. And um, even in a way, kind of following that path, um, because the point of this wasn't even education, because I don't, I'm not holding education and knowledge in the same regard. So I'm not saying education is never enough, although it isn't. Um, but going even further, I want to talk kind of about, um, I guess, pursuit of passion, pursuit of purpose, pursuit of, um, self-success, success that you hold for yourself, mm-hmm. what you want for yourself Okay. when it comes to knowledge never being enough. Right. And I can't even remember, I can't remember exactly what you said, but even going back to the same conversation that I had before, I'm going to keep pulling for this conversation that I had with a friend, but um, we were talking about all the people that we see around us doing trades, which of course... Like you have people, they're, they're making, starting businesses or they're doing makeup or selling, uh, making eyelashes or they're taking photos for people doing photography or making videos, uh, graphic design, all these different things. And a lot of them are people acting upon skills that they've kind of honed outside mm-hmm. of um, your typical education path. Sure. Um, and that's something that you have to make a decision is kind of what I want to start getting towards. All right. What do you mean by that? Uh, and so what I'm saying is 
it's less like if if you want to get into working in your craft, working on your craft. Mm-hmm. For one, you have to decide yes to get the knowledge on that. Right. You have to decide right. I'm gonna go down the path. I'm gonna learn everything that I can about this. But then it's past just gaining knowledge about it. Okay, gotcha. Now you have to start applying that knowledge. Now it has to become strategic. What can I do with this? How can I use this skill? Uh, where am I trying to get to with this? And how can I start applying it? Who can I talk to? Things like that. You have to start making conscious decisions to kind of not just have the knowledge, but put yourself out there so that you can start using it. I agree with that. Uh, I don't know if you have any comments on that. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with that, and I, I see it because, like, a lot of us, well, a lot of us, a lot of us become brilliant in our own head mm-hmm. or, you know, masters in our own mind, right. you know what I'm saying? But we're afraid to um, put it to the test. Yeah, other we, masters. Right, we're afraid to step up against other masters. We're afraid you to know, put it to the funny. test. I was just talking to you about this. What? Um, what did I say? Uh, I can be a genius in my head, but I yeah. need to be a genius on paper. Yep, you did tell me that a couple right. of days ago, yep. And that's the thing. Most of us are geniuses in our own head. And it's like, we look at failure or we look at, so, so okay, there's no winning and coming in second best. All right. That's just the truth. There's no winning and coming in second best. But coming in second best can show you the holes that you need to plug for yourself. All right. And so the only way that you can plug those holes is by putting what you think you know to the test, putting your skill set to the test, putting your trade to the test. And a lot of people sit back and wait till they think they become perfect. Now, here's the problem with becoming perfect in your own mind. When you become perfect in your own mind and you put a product out in his head and somebody tells you, bruh, I don't even know why you even tempted this, now you're crushed. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, and I'm not talking about putting out a mediocre product. I'm just saying, like, as opposed to owning your style, owning your knowledge, owning your space and operate. You know what right. I'm saying? And you can even be honest with the you know, honest with the fact that I'm just starting this and I'm, you know, yeah, I'm competing with people that have been doing this for 30 and 40 years, but I'm gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Um, that even takes me back to a quote that I heard a few weeks ago, but it was um, never be afraid to let other people see you trying. Yeah, I remember you, I remember you told mm-hmm. me about that. that. That's it. Then I'm actually going to go to a, to a quote that I sent you. Um, I don't know, maybe I, I sent you this morning or some other time, but it says, um, why you need to wake up at 5 a.m.? Right. And it says, let's say the average person wakes up at 7 a.m. every day. By waking up at 5 a.m., you get two hours extra each day, 14 hours extra a week, and 728 hours a year, which translates to 30 days. That gives you a whole month head start on all your competitors. In business, you need to work like someone, someone out there, someone's out there trying to take every dollar from your business because they are. And so that's the thing with this knowledge thing. I mean, you know, like, it does no good to get the knowledge if you're not gonna put it up, put it to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're not gonna put some action behind your knowledge, it's not. It's not. It does no good to get the knowledge. The whole time. I, even thinking about like just that whole premise of, say, you waking up two hours earlier, put an hour towards learning something, an hour towards trying to find ways to apply it yep. and working on applying it. Yep. How much farther ahead you'll be with that month. There you go. Uh, out of the year. There you go. And don't and don't be afraid to put your put yourself in the I guess in the in the presence of paddle masters. I don't know what that means. Well, you don't want to say a paddle master. I don't know what I said. Paddle. Oh, paddle ones. Paddle what? Oh lord. Oh, I said the wrong word, man. What? Oh. 
But anyway, let's stay with so. All right, let's stay with Star Wars, man. But in front of the masters, yeah, yeah, in front of the masters, right? Like, I mean, don't 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 say in away front from of the them. experts, right? Don't say away. You know, I'm gonna tell you one of the greatest experiences I've had in my life, mm-hmm. um, and I've had a lot of great ones, so I'm not diminishing any of them. But this was one of the one of the greatest eye opening experiences I had. It was when I first joined the National Speakers Association, uh-huh. right? And so I joined the National Speakers Association, and I show up at my first conference. And it was mind-boggling. It was eye-opening. It was out of this world. And the reason why it was so, it wasn't just that I was in the presence of these great speakers. I was in the presence of these great speakers who were sharing. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And it was almost like because I was behind the veil, people were sharing trade secrets. Well, I guess that's kind of bad. Not really trade secrets. People were sharing paths that made them successful, uh-huh. and they were helping you to try to develop and hone the craft, your craft, so that you could be successful as right. well. They, but they're truly interested in investing in others and giving back the knowledge and paying it forward. Exactly. But the difference is you had to first invest in yourself by becoming a part of the organization right. and then going to the conference. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of times we sit on the outside and we think we're great because we got some knowledge. Mm-hmm. But and, and we even look at people and be like, well, they ain't sharing with us. I mean, they just keeping all knowledge to themselves. But we don't start walking the walk. We don't put ourselves out there as the professional or the, the budding professional in this field or in this area. And, and, and that's one of the things that's keeping us away from, I mean, even though we said knowledge is not enough, gaining more knowledge. Mm-hmm. But even not, not even about knowledge, but it's about gaining more access, gaining a bigger network, all kinds of things that can lead to our success. Right. And you never know how close you could be or how similar you could be to that expert yep. if you don't put yourself out there. Yep. Because uh, I can even speak of myself. You see these people with these huge personas and these like huge, they're perfect in the eyes of everybody and you only see the good that they do, mm-hmm. uh, which is why me personally, I love um, asking about like your failures or someone's failures. What's something that, um, you took a loss, you took an L, you you um, underperformed, and what did you learn from that? Right. It's a question I like to ask people, uh, especially in my field, because yeah, what's the, what's the time that you failed and what did you learn? Because everybody fails, mm-hmm. everybody uh, has shortcomings, and even though we only really get to see the, the perfect side, everything they've done right when they're... Um, offered to us as experts um everybody has their story of no nobody starts off an expert basically right that's what i'm saying right and right. so you don't even know where you you truly don't know where you are on that path if you're not talking to people if you're not putting your stuff out there your stuff out there and so that's so important i love hearing about failures honestly yeah yeah because failures, failures make us failures make us mm-hmm. and it's those people who run from failures who are missing the opportunity for growth. Right. Because, I mean, if you if, if you win every time you try, right, you there, there, yeah, there's, there's not much of a litmus test there. You don't know how to grow. Right. You just always win it. And so that's that's interesting. Um, that's interesting. I was going to oh, say one more thing, and it's, it's, uh, it's back on the speakers. Um, I used to listen a lot to um, Les Brown, and I remember listening to Les Brown talking about before he became a speaker, and he had gone and paid his money to go to this um, this I guess this thing where people were speaking, and it wasn't a lot of money, maybe $500 or so at, at, at the time. I don't remember how much it was. But anyway, he, he, he went in, and he was sitting in this auditorium with all these people, and this speaker got up on stage. 
and the speaker was kind of subpar. And, you know, people started getting up and leaving or talking or whatever else. And then at the very end of the speech, the question was asked, do you know what the difference is between that person and you? And the answer was they're getting paid for you to sit back and judge them. You know what I'm saying? And so the thing is, like, if you ain't putting yourself out there, you can't get mad at somebody who is and getting paid for it, yeah. right? So make sure that you at least put, put some effort behind the knowledge that you have gained and not only put effort behind the knowledge you gain, but also make sure not to be pushed the envelope and don't be afraid to fail. Because you fail, you can be your greatest adversary. I mean, your, your greatest advocate. It's not your adversary. It's your greatest greatest advocate. Right. Um, do I have anything else to say? I don't know. It's your, it's your topic, man. It's, it's more than just having the information. Because, I mean, if something's truly for you, you don't necessarily even have to have all the knowledge in the world before you step into it man you'll be surprised what kind of comes to you naturally you'll be surprised what you're able to perceive and what you're able to do but just because you're walking in that right path on a couple levels it's funny because we were talking um earlier today about that whole bridge between spirituality and professional or um spirituality intellect i guess it was and 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 on one hand they say uh oh you and you you gave the quote it was like the universe wait a minute well, I'm, no, I said the was universe rewards you. No, not that one. It was the whole one about like your thoughts, like your thoughts. Um, uh, man, find that quote, I'm man. Yeah, find that quote. Um, but but what my take on it is, at least from the spiritual side, was saying that you know, first of all, if we're called to do it, we don't have to be perfect at it because God is made strong, or we're made. We're, we God, God is strong in our weakness, and so where we fall short, He actually supplies. And so all we have to do is be willing to walk out on faith and he'll supply where we fall short. But a lot of us are afraid to start because we feel like we're going to fall short and we don't have faith that he'll help us finish the journey. But the other one was the one that got me. Um, still looking? Absolutely. All right. Um, but it was something like the, the universe conspires to help us or something like that, um, which I believe in wholeheartedly. I try to tell people, like, whatever picture you paint for yourself, your subconscious mind tries to create. And so when I'm talking to people and trying to coach them into success, one of the things that I always try to coach them on is to create that picture for themselves. Because all you got to do is create the picture, and you ain't even got to pay attention to the picture anymore. When you create that picture, your subconscious mind is honing in on every aspect of that picture, and it will work on that picture even when you're not paying attention. Can't hold you. I forgot what I was looking for. Oh come on, man! See, you'll be on them tangent. I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, okay, the thing. I just don't. You look about something about it conspires, like like whatever thought your mind has, something the universe conspires to help you or. Uh, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. No, it wasn't that one, bro. Come on, come on. Uh, do, do I like the direction my thoughts are taking me? Read that. Um. You don't think that's it? I guess the bottom. Our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. There you go. That's it. That was it. Oh, our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest. Yes, thoughts? it man. Our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. I kind, I kind of, I gave everything to the universe, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but but I it's. Mean, go ahead. I was just gonna keep going. So go our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So then we need to ask ourselves: Do I like the direction my thoughts are taking me? Yeah, that's it. If your answer is no, then maybe it's time to change your thinking. There you go. If your answer is no, maybe it's time to change your thinking. So that's it. It's like, come on now. We got the knowledge or we're gaining the knowledge. 
are we thinking that we're going to be successful? Are we acting on it? Are we walking out on it? Because our lives are going to move into the direction of our thinking. And so, yeah, knowledge is not is never enough. Mm-hmm. The energy you put out is the energy that you'll get back. It is the energy you'll get back. Um, I you, guess, you have something else to say? No, I was, I was going to go back to that quote that was from the beginning and just spit it out as a bar. So um, I'm not convinced we need to know more as much as we need to do more with what we know. That said, keep learning. And um, there's a, a quote by um, Mahatma Gandhi that says, live as if you'll die tomorrow. Learn as if you'll live forever. Mm-hmm. Live as if you'll die tomorrow. Learn as if you'll live forever. Which means you're going to continue to learn and continue to gain knowledge. But also that's not it. enough. Right. <laughs> that's not enough. You got to act on it. You got to act on it. And don't be afraid when you find that you fall short. Because as you find yourself falling short, the tenacity that you have, the energy that you have, the passion that you have that's should just, be the thing to help plug that hole. That's more knowledge to um, be applied to your further continuing with action. Right. So you take that failure, you take that no, you take that loss, put it back into your next action. There it is. There it is. Hey, instead of L meaning loss, L meaning leverage. Ah, leverage. 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 Oh, man, I leveraged that one. Uh, whatever. Anyways. You know that was deep, man. Uh-huh. Come on. Whatever. Man. It's it's, right. It'll hit you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. We're good? I'm good. All right. One podcast. One podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Holla. Holla. <laughs>